It's the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I hope you're having a good Saturday, sir. I am. Uh, we had rain where I'm at. Uh, how about where you are? Yeah, we had rain last night. You know, it's one of those stay in the weekend uh, kind of things for me. I'm going to finish up after this. Mm-hmm. Things I you know, had going on. And then it's, uh, I mean, I'm PJs now. uh... Well, you know, that's good. It's good to be uh, PJs. I just wanted everyone to know, look, you know what? I was at the store. It it used to be PJs were a taboo. You couldn't talk about it, and you definitely didn't go out in public. Not anymore. Kids are doing it. I was at the store in Boston uh, last week. Yeah. You know, and this guy, you know, he just gets out of his little beamer and he walks in. He's in there. He's in PJs and slippers. I know. And I'm like going, he's going to the store. He's going to office, you know, Max and everything. I know. I'm like going. It's a new world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But you know what? Did the pandemic bring this on? Did did we change as a society? You know? Uh, because of the it, pandemic? I mean, look at how many people are still working from home right now. As a matter of fact, there was, I think it was Amazon. Uh, there was a ruling. Uh, some high up in Amazon said, look it, you've got to come back to work. 30,000 of their employees had signed a, a, a form saying, we work better from home. Would it, It's better for us to stay here and to do our job from here as opposed to going in. And uh, this executive said, no, no, we have got to get back to our normal, and that is people in the office. So uh, I guess some people are having a hard time adjusting to the old ways, you know? Mm-hmm. They've been spoiled. Well, I mean, you know, they're... they're the easy thing for them to do is find replacements, and they're not finding them. I mean, I see it here in mm-hmm. Wilkesbury. Right. There's a Dollar General. I'm out in the country, and I said, "Oh, great! You know, I'm not a Dollar General fan, but it's convenient. It's a small box department store. You right. Know? So I'm like going, you get some of the basic needs you need without having to go into the big town and you know find everything. I, so I'm I'm there regularly every day. Oh, we need TP for the house. Oh, we need a gallon of milk. Yeah, right down the street, you pick up a few other things. Convenient. But I'm like going, and they're supposed to be open 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 at night. I'll be sitting there going down, ah, 6.15, I don't want to be out. I'm going to go down there now. They're closed. And then the, you know, I'll run in the, the next day. And why were you closed yesterday? Uh, we didn't have anybody to work. And I'm like going, really? Well, what did the guy is- from Home Depot, you were just telling me before the show started, uh, yeah. the former... Uh, CEO of Home Depot uh, made a comment about people and their work ethic. <laughs> they just don't want to work anymore. Yeah, he said, nobody gives a damn. It says, the rise of socialism, there you go. Yep. That's the key, is making people lazy, fat, and too stupid to work. Yes. Didn't we hear this back in the 80s when Japan was buying up everything? Bill, is it easy for people to slip into that mode? I guess... In a way, it is. I guess the default setting would be to relax and hang around the house and try to do everything, uh, you know, the easy way as opposed to having to get up and, and get going. We have to be prodded, to, so to speak. Am I right? Yeah, you are. And uh, I don't know where we're going with this, but, uh, you know, the, the America has – we've slipped and fell on our face in, in the past – it took a skirmish to get us all united under the flag, you know, but we've destroyed the flag. It's not important anymore. Being an American is not important. I have to admit that I have 
I have changed too because of the pandemic. Certain things that I used to do without even thinking about it. I, I don't. I don't think I've worn a sport coat uh, in two and a half, three years. There's probably dust on my <laughs> my suit and sport because I don't even think about it anymore. You know, it, it's I'm a much more casually dressed guy. You know. Yeah, and you know when you go in the closet, I hate to say this, but. Uh... You know, I was proud of myself. You go in the closet and you go, oh, you know, that looks nice. I haven't worn that in a while. Not today either because, you know, yeah. uh, you know, four or five pounds, uh, forget it. Thinks, yeah, well, hey, listen, I think everyone has gone through that. I went to my doctor's for an appointment a few months ago, and I said I probably gained a few pounds because of the pandemic. And he said everybody has. Trust me, you're not alone. Everybody has gained weight. Yeah, and I think it's easy. I mean, you hang around the house and you do whatever you have to do for your work, and then uh, there's nothing much else to do. You want to watch something on TV? Maybe you grab a snack that you wouldn't normally be snacking on, and uh, before you know it, you're a few pounds heavier. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, a few pounds. You know? Hey, look, you know, if you gain a quarter pound a day. You know, you know, it doesn't sound like much, you know, and, and weight will go, you know, up and down a little bit. But, you know, all of a sudden you get these swings. Yeah. It doesn't take long. All of a sudden you're 10 or 15 pounds heavier. Well, it might have taken you a month to get that way. Try to take it off in a month. Speaking of uh, physical changes, okay, this is interesting. I saw this first thing this morning. Um, the, the headline was, What's up with John Fetterman's new face? What happened to that glassy blank stare? Um, the, I guess the Fetterman people issued a uh, a picture of John or a couple of pictures of John, and it doesn't really look like the same guy. People may say, "Wait, wait, wait a second. If you do a quick glance, you think, "Ah, that's Fetterman." But if you uh, take a good look at him, and a lot of people on the internet have. Uh, there are some significant differences. For example, his his the shape of his face is more elongated than uh, other pictures have him. And one of the things that nobody's talking about, and I noticed when I looked at it, was when he smiled a few months back, his front teeth seemed different than the front teeth on the John Fetterman picture of of now, the new John Fetterman. Uh, the new, new John Fetterman's smile is different. You know, the yeah. old John Fetterman's picture was a little crooked and tentative. The the smile now is a broad smile. And some people are questioning whether is this a body double. And I was thinking, you know, is the position of U.S. senator so valuable to a party that they would stoop to a body double? Would they Would they do that in government, do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think they would. I mean, uh, anybody. Uh, Joe Biden, you know, now he, he was born with decent teeth, but right. over the years, he, you know, your, your teeth will do different things, your, your gum shift, whatever. Uh, the old joke is, you know, there's not a tooth in his mouth and a hair on his head that's his. <laughs> it's all fake. But, uh, and his son, too, you know, after the, the, the crack pipe thing. Well, you know, his son messed up his teeth. Well, know, they have a creepy. picture of him. They have a picture of him in the uh, dentist chair, uh, and he's smiling with absolutely all of his teeth removed. He's getting yeah. implants put in. A and you're right. I think it is the drugs that did it. 
You know, yeah, that's uh, look, that's it, it, it rots your teeth if you know what's in the stuff. You know, you're wondering how he's still walking and still alive. He's going to he's gonna become a Fetterman uh, with a stroke or something down the road. But, you know, why is this clown, you know, you know I, I see potential gun charges. Mm-hmm. I see felony charges. I see espionage charges. And yet this guy walks uh, free as a bird. You know, speaking of gun charges, uh, yesterday a representative, uh, I think it's Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin, mm-hmm was uh, talking to uh, Rob Wilcox, who's the Senior Director of Policy for Every Town for Gun Safety, and had this to say. Listen. Wilcox, if a person lies on Form 4473 and is a user of unlawful drugs, um, you can get between 5 to 10 years for that. Is that correct? Is that my understanding? No, I I believe Congress changed the uh, sentence uh, last Congress. Uh, What is that sentence now? Up to 15. Up to 15 years. Uh, Why hasn't Hunter Biden been prosecuted for the crime that he committed? I'm not aware of the facts of that case and can't comment on it. Okay. Who do we talk to to see why this uh, case is not being prosecuted? I mean, he said very clearly in his book that he used drugs. He had uh, gun, a gun, at least a gun. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. State point of order. Totally irrelevant and not germane to this proceeding. Uh, he, sir, he's got his he's got his five minutes. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> court of law. Okay, so, <laughs> I understand why um, you do not want Mr. Wilcox to answer that question. It's very clear why you don't want because there's a dual system of justice in America. That's what's going on right now, and everybody's talking about it across America. There's two standards of justice that are. Um, that are going on. The uh, Democrat was so quick to jump in. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Point of order. He gives a statement as if he's an attorney. It, it's entirely irrelevant to the. Yeah. yeah, it's not germane to the issue at hand and, and irrelevant. And that's nonsense. It, it, they just want you not to talk about Hunter because it will damage their guy in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what he said is so true about uh, two different types of of justice in our country right now, don't you think? Exactly. There are two different types of justice uh, that are going down, and if you're to the right, you know, you have no rights. To the left, yeah, we can make this work for you any way you want to make it work. They can do it, and that's wrong. I mean, look what's happening in New York right now. They're trying desperately. They're trying desperately to tear down uh, President Trump. As a matter of fact, Last night at midnight, uh, he had a social media post. and He warned of potential death and destruction if he's indicted. This is President Trump. I'll read you the short uh, uh, message that he put on social media. Uh, what kind of person can charge another person, in this case a former president of the United States, who got more votes than any other sitting president in history and leading candidate by far, for the Republican Party nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no, that's in capital letters, no crime has been committed and also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country. Why and who would do such a thing? Only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA, 
Trump said without mentioning Alvin Bragg by name. This is midnight last night. If you don't think that this stuff is is weighing heavy on President Trump, then you're wrong. This man is still a man, no matter how wealthy he is, no matter how famous he is, no matter how much success he's had. He's still a guy who is uh, put off by the trumped-up charges that Alvin Bragg, uh, Bragg has put uh, forth or is about to put forth. He still wants to have those charges. He wants to see the president in- indicted, and he wants to yeah, do it Monday. Does. So, uh, yeah, well, Monday or Tuesday, I hear it's going to go down, but, you know, I've heard it was going to go down last week, so you never know, but I think they want it. They want the photo op because this is a, they think that they're going to profit from this. They think that what happens is Ron DeSantis will then be the quasi, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, candidate of the right. I'm going yeah. to uh, play an audio clip from Ron DeSantis. He was asked about... Uh, being a vice presidential uh, candidate. Listen. I think I'm probably, um, you know, more of uh, of an executive guy. I mean, I think that you want to be able to do things. That's part of the reason I got got into uh, this job is because we we have action. We're able to make things happen. And I think that's probably what I'm best suited for. You know, I said yesterday on the program that the smart Mm -hmm. thing he could have done, I think, would be to embrace the vice presidency and to throw his support behind the leading candidate for the uh, presidency, and that be that would be Donald Trump. Because uh, as it stands right now, I don't think uh, DeSantis has a shot. He's shown himself to be a guy who is a politician and not a man of the people, at least to a lot of uh, the Trump supporters. And um, I think the smart thing would have been to say, no, I'd be interested in that because I I believe that President Trump is the man for the next four years, and I think that we could work together well as a team. He could do something like that and embrace it and and endear himself to the Trump supporters. But no, this guy is being told by somebody out there somewhere, this is your opportunity. This is it. There's chum in the water. Go out there. Make yourself known as a possible presidential candidate. Distance mm-hmm. yourself from President Trump. That's a mistake, folks. These they getting he's getting bad advice, and he's listening to it. At least yep. that's my opinion. I don't know about you, but if I'm out and about, and somebody comes up and asks me who I'm voting for, if I even take the time to answer the question, uh, if I don't, they're probably going to put a number in there. Yeah. For somebody. Uh, and if I do answer it, it's not going to be how I'm going to vote because I don't want you to ask me that question. That's a it's very good point. I never, I never, ever respond to a poll. You yeah. Know? I mean, one the one candidate that's not on any poll, and it would be interesting to put him on there, is Nunya. Now, if you asked... <laughs> you, I think I've seen Nunya out there. I know her last name, right? Business? Yeah. Yes. Nunya Business. Nunya Business. <laughs> now get out of my face and I'm moving on. You know, but I bet you that candidate has probably got an 80, 90%. I'll bet. Um, you know, Tucker Carlson was talking with Miranda Devine about Hunter, uh, Hunter Biden's situation. And it goes kind of goes in tandem with the cut I just played about uh, why isn't he in jail from uh, Representative Tiffany of Wisconsin. And here's what 
Uh, here's what Miranda Devine had to say to Tucker. Well, as you know, if you've been following the story at all, the FBI has in, been in possession of Hunter Biden's laptop for years now, even if they, as they've arrested over a thousand and a thousand more to go, people who walked through the Capitol on January 6th. But in the case of the president's son, they've done nothing with it at all, no indictments, even though, as you also know, there's evidence of felonies on that laptop. So what is this about? Well, it's possible the FBI is working with Hunter Biden. The New York Post now reporting that Hunter Biden had an FBI mole called One Eye, and this mole tipped off Hunter Biden's Chinese business partners that they were under investigation. That is according to an Israeli energy expert who was arrested last month in Cyprus on gun running charges. And it looks like he may be innocent. We don't know, Miranda Devine, is on this story as it develops. She joins us tonight. Um, so those are the outlines, I'm, and I apologize, apologize if I've misstated them, but will you just kind of sum this up? This is an amazing story, it seems like. Look, Tucker, it's actually bizarre. I mean, it's a, another bizarre twist on an already bizarre story about the Biden family and the cast of characters involved in their influence peddling scheme around the world. And Dr. Gal Luft is the latest one. He is an Israeli energy expert, a professor. Um, he was arrested in Cyprus, as you said, and is still in a Cyprus jail. He's uh, charged uh, apparently with gun running and FARA violations and uh, various things and he uh, claims that he is innocent and that he's only been arrested to shut him up about what he knows about the Biden family business and you know a lot of his story does check out he is uh, regarded in his orbit in Washington DC as uh, you know he's well regarded he's a, a legitimate energy expert um, he's a former high-ranking officer in the Israeli Defense Force um, he has multiple degrees and uh, he um, also talks about this FBI mole that he claims Hunter Biden used to tip off his Chinese partners that there was an FBI investigation into them and there is some corroboration of that from the reporting that we've already done from the laptop we know that Hunter Biden did have contacts within the FBI uh, we know that he used them to benefit um, at least one of his Chinese business partners Patrick Ho um, and when Patrick Ho was arrested at JFK by the FBI, Hunter Biden then contacted um, his FBI contacts. And uh, we don't know what they did for him, but um, that sort of accords with this story that's coming uh, from Gal Luft. And Gal Luft worked for three years in Washington, D.C. with Hunter Biden's Chinese business partners. Uh, that checks out too. Uh, so he, when he says that those business partners told him about what the Bidens were up to, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that he knew about that was going to Hunter and his uncle Jim Biden every month, and their contact with this FBI mole, um, it it does, uh, it just bolsters, I guess, the reporting we've done from the laptop. So, quickly, this left guy, the Israeli energy expert, as he was being arrested, he tweeted and said, they're arresting me to shut me up. I have the facts about Hunter Biden. Um, he's a smart guy. His social media is still up if you want to see it. It confirms he's a very smart person. 
Has he had anything else to say from his jail in Cyprus, do we know? Look, through his lawyer, which is the only way I've been able to talk to him, um, he certainly has other allegations, but um, without documents or other evidence to back it up, um, you know, it's difficult to report those. Um, he did get bail from the Cypriot courts uh, a couple of weeks ago, but that has been vigorously opposed by uh, US authorities and uh, I'm told by Gal Luft's lawyer that the ambassador in Cyprus is putting a lot of pressure to keep him in jail. They want to extradite him to the US on these charges of gun running and so on, which really baffle the people in Washington who've known Gal Luft for a long time, and they say that's not really in his nature. Yeah, well, he doesn't have the profile of a gun runner. That might be worth a trip to Cyprus. So no. I'll see them. Randy Devine, thank you very much. Wow. Uh, it sounds like a spy movie. Speaking of movies, by the way, I should point this out. There's a new TV series on Netflix called The Night Agent, and I highly recommend it because you've heard the term uh, life imitating art. Well, in yeah. I think in the case of this uh, of this TV series on Netflix, it's art imitating life uh, in that mm -hmm. uh, it, it shows uh, an underbelly uh, of uh, uh, an environment in the White House that is not it's kind of savory. Let's let's just leave it at that. It's savory. And I, and I wonder whether that may be the case uh, in most administrations, that there are different factions in the White House working against each other and sometimes against the the you know the betterment of our country you know uh i mean i think when president uh, trump was there and i think he found out the hard way he hired a lot of a lot of people to be on his staff on the advice of other people that he he relied on and he got bad advice and he had people who were in the white house who were uh not working with him they weren't pulling on the oar together as they would say you know they were they were working at opposite ends and uh i think he paid for it because uh, including, by the way, I think his vice president. You know, oh yeah, Pence. Yeah, I think Pence. a lot of tentacles on this octopus, and you gotta wonder, you know, is it all the same octopus, or is there another one hidden behind the big one that we see? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You know, here comes that. Wait, wait. How many, uh, you know, arms and whatever? It's you know what they say? They say it's a conspiracy theory until it's proven to be true. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you know, so many. So many things were said to be, oh, that's a conspiracy theorist. I mean, we're talking about about uh, the vaccine. Remember, remember the vaccine situation? They were saying, oh, yeah. the vaccine doesn't. It's good for you. Take two. No, take three. They're they're small. Um, and you find out that young young people were getting myocarditis from it. You know, and and many of them were dying. I mean, how many? Look at that athlete up in the Buffalo. Uh, he collapsed on the field and almost died. And I'll be willing to bet no one has said it, but I'll, and I think this is the case. I think the NFL required their players to get the shot to play. And yeah, I, I, I believe they did. I, I think I remember that, but I don't want to be quoted on it. I do know that Dr. Fauci, there's more emails now even saying that he's a bigger liar than what we already knew he was. They released a video of, I guess, NPR, no, PBS. Oh, him going door to door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, Bill, they spent, I think they said the camera crew was with him for, was it 24 hours straight filming everything? Yeah. And, I mean, they got a picture of Fauci crying when Biden is being sworn in. Like, it, 
he's crying, and they're making some commentary like, oh, he's delighted that the country's going in a new direction. And I'm thinking to myself, no, no, he's crying because he knows darn well he's not going to be prosecuted for something. He's not going to jail in the next administration. That's what Michelle Obama crying, too, at the inauguration of Trump. And I'm like going, you know, at some point in time, you sit there and go, come on, give this charade a rest. Give it a rest. Tony Blinken was uh, testifying recently. You know, Tony Blinken, Secretary of State. He had uh, a question thrown at him, which I'll, I'll, I'll just play it, and then we'll talk about it. Because let me just say that Tony's answer was not terribly detailed. Listen. I want to implore you on that right. move to a question. Last September, Nord Stream pipelines were blown up. Uh, you're now in a formal setting. Uh, can you assure uh, the world that uh, no agency of the U.S. government blew up those pipelines or facilitated uh, yes, that? Yes, I can. Thank you. Can you? That was it. Can, yeah. Can you tell us under this? Uh, we're under oath here, and can <laughs> can you assure the world that we didn't blow it up? Yes, I can. Yep. We didn't do it. Nope. Yep. Uh, All you need to know. Yep. Next question. Move along, please. There's nothing to see here. I think there's a lot to be seen here. As a matter of fact, you know, I hate playing two pieces of Tucker so close together, but when they're appropriate, sometimes you just got to do it. I got a a four and a half minute piece here. He's talking with comedian Jimmy Dore, believe it or not. And they're talking about the Nord Stream uh, pipeline, and uh, they make a lot of sense. Listen. The Nord Stream Pipeline was one of the most important pieces of infrastructure in the world. It supplied energy to our NATO allies in Western Europe. It helped Western Europe continue. And then it blew up. Who blew it up? Well, the Biden administration had promised to blow it up, and then it exploded. And afterwards, the White House and the media claimed Russia did it. Russia, they blew up their own pipeline! But Toria Newland at the State Department, a truly sinister figure, admits she's very pleased the pipeline is gone. Well, none of this makes any sense. Obviously, the Biden administration blew it up. There's really no doubt about that. But Democrats are sticking with the lie that no, Russia did it. We thought we'd ask Jimmy Dore who he thinks did it. He's the host of the Jimmy Dore Show. He joins us now. Jimmy Dore, thanks so much for coming on. So it seems obvious the Biden people did it, but in doing it, they not only caused this massive environmental catastrophe, but they also shafted their so-called NATO allies. Why does no one seem to care about this? Well, be, uh, you know, Americans uh, are, are well, people forget what happened is Americans are the most propagandized people in the world, right? Yes, that's And they true. don't even know what's happening with the Nord Stream pipeline. What's, uh, they think that propaganda happens to other people. So this is 100% propaganda war. And why doesn't Joe Biden want to investigate this? Why doesn't Congress want to investigate this? If they investigate it, they'll know it. will show that the United States didn't do it and Russia did it. So why don't they want to investigate it? Sweden, Denmark, okay. and uh, Norway already did their own investigation of this. They they won't release it. Why won't they release this investigations? Just like they don't want to investigate the cause of the coronavirus outbreak, they don't want to know the answers. They don't want to investigate them because they already know the answers. You know, America is turned into, Chris Hedges has called the America a mafia state. A tiny cabal of people have control of our government and they're using it to do war for economic profit. You know, what used to, the difference between our mafia state now back then, the mafia helped defeat the Nazis back then. Now True. we're actually 
arming Nazis, you know, and isn't it just like America to ignore the Nazis that are suffering here at home trying to buy eggs while we fund Nazis in other countries? It's unbelievable what's happening. This is the this is really about World War Three. And why aren't they investigating it? No, not, they won't even ask them a question. You know, Cy Hirsch's art, uh, article came out detailing how they all blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And the American press won't even ask the people he named in that article a question about it. They won't ask Victoria Newland. They won't ask Jess Sullivan. They won't ask Anthony Blinken. In fact, those people won't even give a statement about it. You know who will talk about it? Kirby, the press secretary at the White House. Because I'm sure the people who did the investigations have a pipeline right to uh, Kirby, but not to Anthony Blinken, not to Sullivan, not Victoria Nealon. By the way, these are the same people who lied us into the Iraq war, lied to us True. about Libya, lied to us about Syria, dropped so many bombs in Syria they ran out of bombs. They're doing the same thing. America is the world's terrorist. We have 400 military bases surrounding China. We provoke this. by People don't know that the CIA got in bed with the right-wing Nazis in Ukraine to overthrow the democratically elected government of Ukraine in 2014. We had a, we had a peace deal. It was called the Minsk Accord. And then they violated. Who violated it? Ukraine kept shelling the Donbass, which are the Russian speakers in the eastern part of the Ukraine. And that's why Putin had to be provoked to invade to protect those people. Nobody will tell you that. Everybody who talks about every other news station, by the way, you're the only one doing this. And I applaud you for letting people come on and tell the truth about what's actually happening in Ukraine. Other stations, when I watch, what they do is they start the history of Ukraine from Putin's invasion. They never tell you that we overthrew their democratically elected government in 2014. They never tell you that they didn't stop shelling the people in the Donbass. They never abided by the Minsk Accord. They don't tell you that the former uh, German prime minister said that the, the reason why they did the Minsk Accords in the first place was so that Ukraine could build up their military to get ready for this war that they're provoking. So uh, the American people are waking up. There was a big... Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> you sound like a Putin shill, Jimmy Dore. <laughs> You're, this is the most propagandized country in the world. It makes me sad to agree with you, but I, but I do. Jimmy Dore, thank you so much. And what did Anthony Blinken? What did Ant? What did Tony? Let's be less yeah, formal. formal here. Yes, He's less formal. Uh, yes. Uh, what did Tony Blinken just say? I want to implore you on that. Move to a question. Last September, Nord Stream pipelines were blown up. Uh, you're now in a formal setting. Uh, can you assure uh, the world that uh, no agency of the U.S. government blew up those pipelines or facilitated uh, yes, that? Yes, I can. Thank you. Yes, I can. Thank you. Yes, good, I, I, good enough. I can. You know, speaking of the Ukraine bill, I don't know yeah. whether you read this. Uh, your tax dollars at work. The Zelensky regime continues to be at war against the Orthodox Christian Church in the Ukraine. This video online, you can go check it uh, for yourself. It's there right now. Uh, they sent their police, uh, some would call them stormtroopers, uh, into a service. There was a Ukrainian service, a mass taking place in front of uh, a group of people. Uh, the man was performing this religious ceremony, and of course the police did the, the, the right thing. They arrested him. They arrested him. Why was he arrested? Because he that was... That was going to be my question. He was doing a religious service. And so the, just over the service, he got it, arrested. Well, it's because the Zelensky administration has banned the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. So, Isn't Zelensky basically a self-proposed atheist? I guess so. I'll tell you what he is. He's a dictator. 
He's a little khaki-dressed dictator, and uh, the Biden administration and so many of his cronies embrace him like he's the next Fidel Castro. You know, well, we're setting him up, uh, setting him up to be that, and he's probably going to be that, and we're going to have all this hardware that we've given them. He doesn't have to pay interest payments on them. Mm. He doesn't have to do squat. They're it's his. He's I, got a military that uh, is going to be is going to have some teeth in it. Yeah, and we're going. Sad. We're backing the wrong side, folks. I mean, not that we should be backing the Russians. My my opinion, it's just my opinion, is we shouldn't be there. You know, we should be giving out humanitarian food and bandages and things like that to help the poor people who are caught between this uh, rock and a hard place uh, in the Ukraine. But we shouldn't be sending them weapons. We shouldn't be getting deeper and deeper uh, into this war. But that's just my own humble opinion. Um, also, yesterday, speaking, I mentioned Fidel Castro. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, Joe Biden was up uh, north in Canada visiting Castro's son, <laughs> Justin oh, Trudeau. Yes, and he gets up in front of Parliament. Right, this is this is our yeah. leader. This is the President of the United States standing in front of the double session up there in Ottawa. And uh, Biden says this. So today, I applaud China for stepping up. Excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> can tell what I'm thinking. Oh, actually, he's, I can't tell when he's thinking. He's, he's, he's up there in front of the Canadian Parliament, and he says, today you have to applaud China. Oh, boy. Is there he's an idiot, but, you know, he's our idiot. Yeah, no, he's their idiot. Somebody put him there. Uh, you know, he was being introduced to the media uh, in the... I guess the, uh, I want to say their version of the White House up in Ottawa. Uh, and, right. and Justin Trudeau is doing this very dignified, very proper introduction. And, and while he's doing this introduction, friends, trust me, it's a two shot. On the right is Trudeau. On the left is Biden. Biden turns and grabs a binder, opens it up while he's being introduced by Justin Trudeau, and he starts shuffling through his papers to find a note somewhere. And he finally finds it, and he's reading the note while he's being introduced. And every so often, Trudeau would look over at him like, uh, are you ready? And then finally, he closes the book, and then he continues with... Uh, his response, but this is our leader. Instead of being there and just ad-libbing, no, no, no. To, uh, to Ottawa, back to Ottawa. It's so great to see you, Joe. Obviously, we've been working closely together over the past uh, few years on how to build uh, strong economies for everyone uh, in our two countries and around the world, uh, how to continue our fight against climate change and prepare uh, a stronger economic future for everyone, uh, but also how we deal with uh, changing geopolitical security contexts and how uh, we continue the important work of keeping our citizens safe and standing up for our values uh, everywhere around the world. We have no uh, greater friend and ally than the United States, and it's always a, always a real pleasure to be able to, to welcome you and to sit down with you, Stern. Stern. Too long between meetings. I think 2016 I was here. And, uh, you know, uh, one great thing, and I tell other world leaders I meet with when they ask about 
in the geopolitical circumstances of the world, I said, we're lucky. We have Canada to our north, share these values. All the values are the same. We disagree and agree on things occasionally, but there's no fundamental difference in the democratic values we share. And it really makes a big difference. And so it's an honor to be here. We have a lot to talk about. And uh, I, uh, I think we're going to think we get a lot done today. And that was it. And they stumbled out of the room together. And, uh, you know, they were up there talking about climate change and how to, uh, how to address it in both countries. That'll be a fun thing to find out uh, what, they, what they decided. You know, I was watching a video, Bill, of the arrival of Biden into Ottawa, and they had the streets blocked off. And I swear, it was a 20, a 25-car entourage. Seriously, that, a right. lot of people. And um, they're talking about climate, right? And here are these, here are these gas-guzzling SUVs and, and the beast. And they were doing at least 60 miles an hour down a city street. A thoroughfare. I'm serious. It wasn't like doing your casual like parade through the city. They were racing through the city. You can go online and see it for yourself. And I thought, why, why? are they go- why are they going so fast? I usually, and I've seen other presidential motorcades where they go uh, maybe 35 miles an hour. You know, it's 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 you know it's a little faster, but they had to be doing 60. I couldn't believe how fast they were racing down this Ottawa street. And I was thinking, there must be something up. They had to have either a tip. Somebody must have said, get you know, get here as quickly as you can because there's a threat somewhere. Uh, it was not a normal entourage, you know, motorcade. Well, I wouldn't be surprised that they don't get a lot of threats because I don't think people are happy. And I think when whatever, whenever, if ever, Things go down because I don't know if they're going to uh, indict Trump or not, but uh, still looking like they want to. But when that happens, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, Trump's inciting riots and everything. He's not. He's saying, guys, cool your jets because it's coming. Get ready for it. But he's also telling the, the left, you created this. Don't be surprised if it happens. This is your bad. Do you think the left wants it to happen? Absolutely. I think that they want to stage photos with Trump. They want to see him locked up. They want to see that mug shot, but that do you profile think, shot. Do you think when Trump says there's going to be a riot, when there's going to be bloodshed and possibly deaths, which is what he said last night in his, uh, his social posting at midnight, um, do you think the, the left really wants all this? Yeah, I do, because if, if they didn't want it, they would sit down and go, hey, let's 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 defuse this. And they can defuse it. Yeah. Uh, and they got to accept the fact that Trump has got a, a base out there. Let him run. If he wins again, he wins again. If he doesn't, then you could say, you know, it's done. We finally, you know, justice has, uh, democracy has prevailed. But I don't think it will. Yeah. See where it with Joe Biden. A device uh, containing explosives disappeared. From a U.S. Marine helicopter in Japan on Thursday? I wonder what happened to that. Uh, they didn't steal anything other than a, an explosive device. That's not a good thing. That's that's kind of scary, don't you think? Yeah, I do. But uh, it'll show up. Don't worry. It'll be used somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure. A package with suspicious white powder was delivered to District Attorney Alvin Bragg's Manhattan office 
via USPS, the U.S. Postal Service, on Friday. The white powder delivered in an envelope addressed to Alvin turned out to be non-hazardous. Huh, because I, I was going to say white powder. That probably was a package for Hunter. <laughs> okay, with that, we're done. The update is over. <laughs> I can't do any better than that. Hey, listen, friends, if you want to contact us, you can call us at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. We also have email, too. Yes, we do. Mail at itsanotherday.com. There's mail at crnamerica.com. And, of course, um, you know, either way, we got social pages, too. We got on Facebook, mm-hmm. crnamerica.com. We got uh, itsanotherday.com. So you can go and get the shows there. You can like and share all your little heart desires and drop us a comment, too. We do like to see those. Uh, Joe Rogan made the news. Uh, Did he? Oh, yes. I mean, this is a startling headline. Are you okay, ready for I'm li- it? I'm listening. Joe Rogan slams Biden as a goofy old man. And they, of course, printed that in all of the different newspapers around the country like it was a major comment. Okay, but Joe, you know, look, he's a great MMA fighter. He is, um, he started out his podcast doing different things, and uh, in Joe Rogan-esque, I guess that's him. But I'm like going, Joe, and and Joe was really kind of a a lefty, you know, not even that. He was more of a... uh, Apolitical? yeah, he lumped uh, he lumped up Bernie and and how Bernie did things, but then Joe got attacked by the left, so he does attack now, and he's probably more of a conservative, a weird conservative, but a weird you know he's still a conservative uh, because he sees what's going on, but you know, Mister Rogan, I would uh, I would sit there and uh, that headline uh, Biden is a goofy old man, <laughs> yes. You're right, but why is he a goofy old man? Yes. You know, I mean, now we have a song that tells you yeah, why. But, but I have, I, and I'll play it if you want to in a second, but I wanted to read other, one other thing. You just got okay. back, you just got back from Boston and uh, by, oh, yeah. by doing, by leaving Boston, you missed a, a big event. The Satanic Temple is set oh, to yes. host the largest Satanic gathering in history in Boston next month. And will require attendees to be vaccinated and masked. Why? <laughs> I haven't got the foggiest. Uh, but I thought to myself, uh, leave it to Boston to have the uh, I mean, dubious you know, distinction uh, of uh, being the host city for the largest satanic gathering. Oh, my God. Well, let me ask those in Boston. Does I bless myself. not protect them? I bless myself, Bill. When yeah. every when I read that story, I had to bless myself. Yeah, but does the power of Satan not uh, does not uh, the power of Satan does not protect him? Is that what they're saying? I haven't got. I what I guess they figure that uh, there's a human side to them too, and for that human side, they should wear the mask and the vaccine. Well, there's a human side for them, yes, but I, depending on how long they last or the world lasts, not for long. I'll tell you what we got to. Got to say a prayer for. We're going to say a prayer for President Trump. He's going to be in Waco tonight. Uh, there's going to be a big crowd there. You you said uh, you were reading something about a record crowd, record turnout. Yeah, they're 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 in masses now. Overnight, they have been flooding in. And if you've never gone to a Trump rally, uh, you do have to get there early because even even if you don't like the guy, he's got the art. 
down of, you know, connecting with an audience. Mm. And once you realize that, his his draw and his in his his effect is very hard to crack. It's very meaningful, but it's very simple. He's trying to be uniquely a man of the people, which when you take a guy that's been a billionaire or is a billionaire, man, he's a man of the people. That is, uh, that's two pieces of wood that he's put together and, mm. and, and hammered them together pretty good. He sure has. Uh, At the very least, he's entertaining. I'll be watching, yeah. and he'll say a lot of the same things that he said in other, uh, in other uh, rallies, but I do think this will be a little different. I think there's going to be a different atmosphere, and I think the uh, the crowd is going to be uh, fired up for this one. This is going to be an interesting rally. It's in Waco. It's tonight. I think uh, it's going to be on. I could be wrong, but the, it's usually carried by Newsmax. I don't. Yep. I don't know whether anyone else is carrying it. Maybe Right Side Broadcasting uh, will be streaming it. It's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. You should watch it, and even if uh, you don't agree with them. Watch it anyway, because what happens is you're you're doing something that your side's not done in a long time, and that's listening to what we have to say. Trust me, we listen to what you have to say. We don't agree with it, but at least we do listen. We're we're forced fed, you know, your left gobbledygook. <laughs> yes. We promised this would be shorter than a regular program because it's only a weekend we update. Lied. No, it's it's actually we're ten minutes shorter. But well, we you know, lied. we 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 could go for another ten minutes probably, but uh, we're going to give you a, a little rest this weekend. Have a great weekend, folks, and uh, we will we will see you again on Monday with our regular program. I think we should leave with uh, the Joe Biden uh, theme song. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I'm looking for my walking cane here. Uh, yeah. I uh, needed one because oh, I had you, you some work like done on a, my leg, so I have to. I, I, I don't know what it's going to be like when I'm your age, man. I'll tell you. Anyway, I know. I, hey, you know what? That's the problem with getting old. That's the thing that sucks about <laughs> age is age itself. That's there true. are no spare parts. That's true. Tell me about it. I have, uh, well, actually, there are spare parts, but they have to be installed by a, a professional. <laughs> I'm talking about my knees. Hey, yeah, folks. You know, instead of a GM certified mechanic, you yeah. have a. I have a good orthopedic surgeon. Hey, friends, a little Biden music carrying us out of here. We'll see you on Monday. (laughs) 